welcome to uh, the Black Heart of St. Paul, uh, to the 55-1 podcast, to a live uh, post-U.S. Women's National Team uh, win over uh, Thailand. Yeah, the first game in the uh, World Cup. I am joined, my name is Wes Burdine, I'm, I'm joined by Holly Manti, who's Director of Marketing for... Uh, for Surly Brewing, and uh, yep, you should applaud for Surly. <laughs> you drink their beers. They 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 do the um, and uh, and also you uh, you're uh, from Edina, from former uh, Burnsville native, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then played for the U.S. Women's National Team in. I'm feeding back here a, w- so a while ago. A while ago, in, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, in, the, in but in a World Cup. Yes. <laughs> I took notes on this game. And then stop taking notes I eventually. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I, I, I do want to kind of uh, talk a little bit about it, but more about kind of the, the World Cup going, uh, going forward, especially for the U.S. women. And then also get a sense, then, then kind of get a sense of your history here. But um, let's, let's talk about that game. When you think about it, uh, 13-0, um, the Thai team did have two shots on goal. 3-0 um, at the half, and then... And then it fell apart, uh, or for for Thailand, or fell, or yeah. went, came together for the U.S. But what, what did you? Is there anything you take away from that game other than? Pain? Uh, it, it, it honestly reminded me of youth soccer when you would just like go around the like circle and point at someone who had to go in goal, and then that was the person who was in goal for Thailand today. It, who should we have sent it, in goal? I don't know. I, if that was the best goalkeeper, I, th- she definitely had her work cut out for her, but um, she got peppered. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying like we should have just picked a random US player to go in goal for us. I think either just, way. I don't put, put Nayer up front yeah. and then put Alex Morgan in goal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she she had a rough go of it today. Yeah, it, it wasn't an easy job uh with with the the defending in, in front of her. Um uh, leading into this World Cup, um obviously the the US are always going to be favorites in some sense. But I'm wondering if this this tournament, how how you kind of gauge that, what your expectations are for for the U.S. this year. I mean, I think winning in as many games as they've won this year, I don't think they've lost since early in the early in 2019. So I, I mean, I definitely think they had the confidence coming into. Did they have they lost? Uh, you're asking a fact. Oh. I don't know. So yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyone? No, anyone? Right. I don't know. They lost to England. They lost to England, yeah. yeah like early there in the go. year. They lost to someone else, too, early in the year. France, yeah. Um, so they're definitely on a good run. I mean, they've got a young team with lots of energy, which, um, you know, I think it's sort of the changing of the guard from, you know, so many players like Abby retiring last year and Christy Rampone and all these players that sort of have been through all the World Cups. So, Carly um, Lloyd, like, will Car- never retire. Carly Lloyd will never retire. She wanted that goal so bad at oh, the yeah. end of that game. <laughs> um, it was like, 13, yes! Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think they're, Jill Ellis has them, you know, poised to, to make a good run at it, and obviously they're the odds-on favorite. Um, there's some teams that I think will give them a good run, France. England, Germany always, um, you know, and, and all those teams seem to have this similar style of play. So um, I don't think uh, Thailand will fare much better in any of the rest of their games, um, nor do I think, uh, you know, USA versus Chile will probably be much different than today. Um, but, um, yeah, Sweden will be an interesting game to see. They probably have similar styles. of They're just more poised and they pass the ball a lot, control the ball a lot. So that should at least be a better test of um, how well they're going to do this tournament. The Chile um, Sweden game was on at 11 a.m. this morning, and Chile certainly held 
held strong for a long time. Uh, Sweden should have scored eight goals in the first half, uh, but but Chile held held strong and then eventually ended up two nothing. Um, but you're right that the the last game the last game uh, the U.S. plays in this group is going to be against Sweden, and that should be the most probably the most even matched, exciting game of of the, the group, group stage. At least, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I guess in terms of how you compare this to. Um, previous years, uh, where does this U.S. team stack up in terms of quality, in terms of strengths and weaknesses? Well, I mean, going back to 1995, there was no internet. <laughs> so it's hard to compare that year to this one. Um, I mean, I think uh, I mean, I think they have as good a shot as any. Um, I feel like the years that they have not performed and they have not won, it was a surprise to everyone. It wasn't like they went into that World Cup um, expecting to get beat by Japan or get beat by um, whomever they've lost to in the last, you know, like 10, 15 years. But, um, yeah, I think I think they're going to win, and I don't just say that because I'm rooting for them. I think they, um, unless they don't do what they're supposed to do, they should win. Is there, well, maybe, maybe I'll ask you about that. Is there a, a key crux for that of who, who they have to rely on most to do that? Uh, you know, if this person shows up, then, if, if you know, whether it's, Sam Mewis or, or whoever that's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those where they they all really need to show up. Um, I mean, when you've got um, Rapino on the flanks and she's doing her job and she's getting you know she's getting in line and she's getting you know some crosses deep in the box and um, you know and if Carly Lloyd's in and she's finishing and if um, uh, Mallory Pugh's in and she, it's just like are they all sort of on their game? I think they all need to be on their game for them to win. It can't just be one of them. Um, but even Sammy Mewis had, you know, like she's really stepped up in the last year and like you, no one had ever heard of her a yeah. year ago and now she's like one of their, they have a lot of breakout players and I feel like that's sort of the, the differentiator between this year and four years ago is they've got a ton of stars. They don't just have a Carly Lloyd. They've got a whole bunch of really, I mean, Tobin Heath, right? Like right. there's a lot of veterans and a lot of new kids that are really awesome players yeah. that are much, I mean, if you look at the sport of soccer, the players now are so much better than they were five years ago, 10 years ago, and you can watch soccer videos on Instagram of all these kids doing ball skills, and it used to just be like just Tobin Heath did that, and now you've got a whole country of like little Tobin Heaths that are practicing right now. Yeah, do you think these kids would like school oh my uh, God. 25-year-old you, 20-year-old yeah, you? 40-year-old <laughs> me. Um, yeah, they're just, I mean, kids, it, I, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, like these kids are specializing so young. Um, when I was playing, it was like, I was a three-sport athlete. Most of the girls that played were three-sport athletes, and you didn't play soccer 24-7, 365. Um, but they do now, and I think that shows in sort of the talent. Um, and then just the pool of players um, sort of being groomed from a younger age, kind of more like in a European style, where you've got kids down at voluntary camps. And um, there's definitely, like, the commitment to the sport is, is happening much younger, and I think you can tell on the field. Um, the, the players who came off the bench for uh, the U.S. were Carly Lloyd, Kristen Press, and Mallory Pugh, which is pretty ridiculous. Each, each one of those would have been the, right. the star for right. just most teams in this, in this World Cup. Uh, so that kind of, I guess, speaks to the, the amount of kind of depth that they have of young players like Mallory Pugh, yeah. you know, the, the obviously the key veteran there of Carly Lloyd. Um, and you wonder why they didn't all come off the bench yeah. in that game, right? There's ever a game for... Any of those bench players to get on the field, it was probably today. So yeah, yeah, the, the like you mean the lower, the yeah. lower bench. Yeah, like the players. games I would have gone into yeah, in the yeah. World Cup, that would have been right. the game. So 
<laughs> so um, are there any, I, I don't know, you, maybe you are not following the other teams that closely, uh, which is fine, then you don't have to speak to it. But are there any other teams that, that you have watched or that you are kind of interested in watching this, this tournament? I haven't really watched a lot, but based on what I've read, France, you know, it feels like there's the home... The host country always seems to perform better than they should, whether it was the Olympics and the Russian teams, or um, I think France has something to prove, and so I think they'll be they'll be a they'll make it far in this tournament. Yeah, um, and, and you know they they have they have some key players. Right. You know they aren't they aren't schlubs themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to uh, transition to um, to kind of asking you about your career and all these things. You grew up in Minnesota. In Edina, was that correct? No, I was born in Edina, but okay. I grew up in Burnsville. Okay. Woo! Got a real, got a real Burnsville <laughs> real, contingent real, real here. Real Burnsville contingent here. All right. Um, so, uh, and, and so you are you are uh, um, uh, in, I believe, the Burnsville High School Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's correct. correct. Yeah. So yeah. it was probably a pretty big um, yeah. red carpet. Well, you know what? The f so. I was in the first inducted class. Um, I was maybe like 15 years ago. And then my sister actually sent me an email last year because they induct, obviously, new people every year. And it was like the 1986 chess team got inducted. So it's like it, I feel like it was a little bit more noteworthy 15 years ago. And now it's like entire teams are getting inducted. So I'm so proud of it. But um, it's a much more crowded class now. I was going to make a chess joke, but yeah. someone would probably, one of a chess fan would beat, Sorry, me, up, chess beat me up outside. Um, and so uh, your... T take me through then from high school to you went to Notre Dame, correct? Mm -hmm, correct. Um, I I really looked on Wikipedia, so <laughs> I did my That's good. I... Uh, so from from there, what what was the path? You know, in nineteen in in the early nineties, mm -hmm. what was the path for someone who was a standout young female soccer player? What did that look like for you in terms of like, what, what do you do with this in, in career path of like I'm good at this, but what, 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 how yeah. can I use it? You know, it's so it's just so different now than it, and it than it was back then. The Olympic Development Program was that was the only feeder program for the um, the women's national team. And then if you played, I mean, you had to play ODP to get into a, a college. And then if you were, um, you know, and that was where that was where I really got selected to play on the national team was after my freshman year. We made it to the national championship and we got stomped by North Carolina like five nothing. Um, and then I got called into a camp. Um, and then, I don't know, a month later, I was living in residency, and four months after that, I was playing in a World Cup, so it all kind of happened fast, um, and I don't know if ODP is still a thing in youth soccer, um, but certainly, um, yeah, and the landscape has changed for, like, what do you do once you make it on the national team? You know, when I was playing, it was like, you get really psyched about playing on the national team, and then you polish your resume to go get a desk job <laughs> when you're done with right. college. How old were you in, in, uh, in uh, at the World Cup? I was 19. Wow, okay. Yeah. So um, just a, a naive little kid. We're just, we're, we are competing with, uh, on the big screen behind us is Judge Judy. <laughs> so we're, we're losing everyone. I know yeah, I see Kyle move forward here, but it's not to listen to this. It's because he wants to watch Judge Judy in full <laughs> glory. So um, uh, the case looks really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> So, um, at 19, uh, what was, did you have the, what was the sense of, uh, you had as a kind of person who's at this huge, it's only the, that was the second. Second, yep. Up, right. Um, did you, do you feel like you had the gravity of 
that moment Definitely to any 19-year-old. No, I don't <laughs> think any 19. Especially in that. You know, no. When I was 19, the biggest thing I did was like, I played a, a concert with like 50 people at yeah. it. So, yeah. Yeah, you're just happy. Okay. You're very much just happy to be there. And I was, um, you know, I was a role player. I was young. So I was, you know, I got, I got into, I think, two of the games. Um, and I had actually been moved from playing a, a wide midfielder, which was sort of what I've, I'd played my whole life. But it's sort of like if you've followed um, Julie Ertz's story at all, it's like mm-hmm. you, you have to play where they want you to play. And so if you're a forward and they say tomorrow we want you to be a, a not a goalkeeper, but a, yeah, a defender, yeah. right. it's like if you want to get on the field, you're going to have to adjust um, where you play and what you want to play. And so I had, um, so I, I think I moved to a left back for yeah. both those World Cup games I played in. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was definitely, I don't know, it was a long time ago. I, I, there are a lot of things I remember. There are a lot of things I don't remember. Uh, I think I actually did, my, I might have gotten nutmegged uh, in my first like series of plays. I think it was China we played against. It's either a recurring nightmare yeah, or it's a reality. Yeah, not, I can't remember. Both. There's yeah. no video. So yeah. um, that was another great part of the mid-90s. That, that video is out there, by the way. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, we can um, find it. Yeah, it, it was, uh, I don't know what, what are most 19-year-olds doing? They're probably not taking a whole lot of things no. serious. But um, but, di- but did you, from what you remember at least, did you yeah. um, You get done with it and you eventually went on to 21 or 22 caps. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm somewhere around there. Wikipedia is confused, but you probably <laughs> yeah. don't have that in your memory either. Yeah. So uh, w- what, what was there for you? Did you just get those while you were in college and then yeah. you left college and it was like, Okay, now I got to go do that desk job or whatever. Yeah, so it was um, it was my my freshman and sophomore year. I took off a semester from college to train for the World Cup and then train for the '96 um, Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then the way that it worked out, I actually um, I had to stop playing on the national team because when I my college eligibility was ending for soccer, and so as it turned out, we didn't save any money for me to continue to go to school after my fourth year, which I had taken a year off. Um, And so ironically, I actually had to play lacrosse my senior year, my fifth year of college just to pay for college. So that was actually what stopped me from playing on the national team because I couldn't couldn't take a spring off because that was a spring sport. Wow. Um, So yeah, so then I stopped and then I moved to Chicago. I got a job and then the women's league started. and I got picked up as a free agent because um, I didn't get drafted. And so then I went back and I played for um, the Boston Breakers for a year. And then it was like, God, this is actually hard. I'm like sort of out of shape. I've been sitting behind a desk for a year. Um, and uh, I kind of did it just to say that I did it. And I yeah. think I made like $65 a week yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Um, so big money. Yeah, big money. Um, I lived with a host family. Uh, it was just such a different landscape it's for like women. Missions I, work. Yeah, were, it, really yeah was. it was the Lord's work I was doing. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, but I did it to do it. And then I went back to my desk job, and now yeah. I just, I just watch like everyone else. Yeah. Um, eventually, you know, um, it's now five years ago, more than that, that you came back to Minnesota and mm-hmm. started working with Sterling? Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, um, almost four, yeah. Uh, and now you are, you know, director of marketing there. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what was the, briefly, just what, what was the, what's it 
been since you know college soccer U.S. women's national team player to mm -hmm. just a series of like you have you been in marketing since? Yeah, I've been I've been lucky to work in sort of cool really cool industries. I um, after I graduated, I moved to Chicago and I started working for the Blackhawks. Okay. Um, not really a hockey fan, just sort of um, ended up in the organization. So I was there. I left to play um, with the Breakers, and then I went back to the um, went back to the Blackhawks. It was when they were really bad. Um, and uh, and then there was the work stoppage in 2000, mm -hmm. and that was when I moved back to Minnesota when um, when all the NHL teams were rehiring again. So then I was with the Wild for probably I don't know seven or eight, seven or eight years, and then um, and then I moved out to the East Coast to work for a brewery, um, and so now I've been in that industry for gosh almost the same amount of time eight okay. years. Yeah, like dating myself. Um, <laughs> Surly, uh, I want to ask you about uh, Surly since they're they're sponsoring this. Um, what what is it? What's your experience been? What what stands out to you about Surly and and working there? Um, you know, having the experience of working for two different breweries, and the the last brewery I worked at was in like the um, Baltimore DC area. Um, is just the uh, if I'm comparing the two, it's just sort of to work in a um, to work in a market and work in a city where. Um, your company, your brewery is so so much a part of the fabric of that community, sure. and whether it's um, you know sponsoring an event like this that has to do with soccer, which I'm obviously passionate about, um, but certainly has a lot of passions and a lot of um, different interests that um, you know we focus on around the Twin Cities, and so it's it's really cool to be truly part of something and not you know not it's it's sort of not a facade that certainly is involved in soccer, Surly is involved mm -hmm. in the community through SCAD or um, all these different, um, you know, sort of opportunities to connect with um, this market. So it's, it's, a, it's very gratifying in both a personal and professional way. Yeah. Um, do, you have a, do you have a number one Surly beer? That... I mean, Furious, obviously. Really? Okay. It I really know... is, yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. know if it was like, you know... It's just it's like just that thing that you love that yeah. you always go back to. And like we, we make so many new beers now. Um, that it's, I try all the beers, mm -hmm. um, but when you come home and you want that beer that you know that you love, that's just always the one I go back to. Okay, there we go. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's always there waiting for you in bed when you come home. Um, <laughs> so, so Judge Judy's gone behind us now. They, they, someone uh, turned it off behind us. That's quite rude. Um, uh, I, I guess um, uh, uh, I, I want to kind of wrap up and just say um, we've got... Um, crazy amount of things coming up with soccer in the next uh, week uh, with the Gold Cup next week on Tuesday the 18th. The night before, um, there's a, on the 17th, we're hosting a night before party that has John Strong, Stuart Holden, Miguel Ibarra, um, Alan Merrick, Tony Sané. Uh, I think there's going to be other people, but we haven't like confirmed everyone. Uh, so people should definitely come out to that. I think they should come early because I'm pretty sure we're going to have to have like cut it off eventually. Um, it's the it's Monday night, so a week from today that we're when we're recording, and then every um, I don't know what today is. Okay, great. I just pretend we're recording on Monday, jerk. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then every uh, World Cup game, the 11 a.m. 2 a.m. 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. games, we're open at the Black Heart. And uh, anyway, I want to say thank you for for joining us. Um, and um, you didn't I, ask me the one story I thought you would ask me about the World Cup, the one that I th I threw away my World Cup medal. Oh, I forgot this. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, then let's do it. 
Let's do this. You threw away your World Cup medal. Yeah, I feel like that's the only reason you brought me here is know that I threw away my World Cup medal. I brought you here because you're a, a fantastically <laughs> interesting person. And then you also <laughs> happened to throw away yeah, your World Cup. Tr- yes. I probably should have transi- trans transitioned from the 19-year-old Holly because that was the... Yeah, that I was, gave you the opportunity. I know, and I didn't it. take it. I didn't take it. Yeah, okay. I was... Um, it was in Javla, Sweden is where we finished that tournament and we won third, which is like winning third is sort of like, I mean, it's very much the consolation when no one wants to play. In, no one wants to play in a third place game, but we played in, I can't, I don't even remember who we beat. Um, and, um, and yeah, and then we were packing up to leave a couple days later and I just left my bronze medal in like the hotel garbage. And how did it get in the garbage in the first? Like you I was left just packing, it there. Yeah, I was just like, who wants a third place medal? You know, like we'd won a national championship. We'd won. A, I'd won all so these you, sort of. You did actually put it there. No, in I the consciously first place. left it in the garbage because I was like, uh, third place is dumb. <laughs> I don't want this. <laughs> and um, and so the best part of it is that so you know fast forward you know twenty years later my um, now husband asked my parents he was like so I got to ask you he's like the story about he's like so your daughter you know comes home from the World Cup and. She threw away her bronze medal. Like, what did you guys think about that? And my mom, I'm not joking. She goes, we don't put third place medals on the wall. (laughs) I was like, touche. So, yeah. Yeah. I do still, I sort of wish now I had it for memory's sake but yeah yeah some well, there's, some there's, ma- some there's a housekeeper in, named yeah. uh, Helga who yeah. is loving it yeah sure she has it up on the wall <laughs> she probably does she yeah but she you know anyway um so I, I actually I, I did mean to ask you that we transitioned out of the soccer but yeah. um during that period 90 mid 90s obviously playing with tons of these huge legends mm-hmm. um who, who stands out for to you from that period um, I, I mean, I would love to, when the mics go down, I would love to ask who sucked from that period, who just like, <laughs> just were terrible people, but, but like we're on microphone. So yeah. like who stands out for you for like either their talent or just, um, uh, their personality of, of, uh, however you want to answer that question. I mean, you can't talk about soccer in that era without talking about Mia Hamm because she's the legend, the legacy, like the, um, you know, original star of not just, um, not just soccer in the United States, or not just women's soccer in the United States, but soccer in general. Um, that really was like that first player that young girls could look up to that, I mean, I, ha- I had like a David Robinson poster on my wall when I was a kid, because there weren't those idols um, that were female and that were playing soccer. So um, certainly Mia, um, Julie Foudy, Michelle Akers, I mean, it's just all these kind of iconic players that I had watched and then I was playing with. Um, I'll have to think more about who really didn't deserve. I'm sure there's some people that didn't deserve well, to be there. Yeah, I probably was one of them, but but um, in terms and then you also had one of the you also played with one of the um, biggest uh, Minnesota exports with with Brianna Skirt. Yeah, um, uh, coming out out of there. Um, well, I, t- I will tell you, she was my roommate and she was real mean and she wouldn't drive me places when I was 19. So. <laughs> Um, no, Bri was great. She was much, I mean, she's, I think, four or five years older than me, so I'm sure I wouldn't want to have driven 19-year-old me to the grocery store either. Um, but yeah, she, uh, and she's, I think, just this last year got uh, into the Hall of Fame, so. She, she may or may not have uh, some sort of uh, ceremony at this bar next week. Really? Uh, she won't be here. But oh. <laughs> she's way too big for us. But there may be, may be something uh, that, that we're unveiling here. Oh, but, cool. Um, 
Uh, yeah, anyway, and in, in terms of working with those, you know, the people like Mia Hamm, uh, like Julie Foudy, mm-hmm. by, by 1995 had already become legends, right? Um, yeah. Were they, what was, what was it like coming in as a kid and, and playing with now these new legends uh, of the game? Did, were they kind of welcoming or were they like... Oh, yeah, for sure. They, w- one of them might have driven you around? Who's yeah. the most likely to have driven around... 19-year-old Holly Manta. Uh Well, Tiffany Roberts, okay. who um, was, my, she, I think she was a year younger than me, and she's now a coach uh, in Florida, um, UCF, I think. Um, she had a car. She had a, a Toyota Celica, and she would drive us around. <laughs> that's fancy. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's the nature of the, of the women's game is that it's, it's sort of like this changing of the guard every, you know, four or eight years, and um, any of the you know, young rookies would tell you that they wouldn't be where they are without those veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been a lot of coverage this year about, you know, Tobin um, sort of taking all of these girls under her wing because she's now, I think this is now her third World Cup, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were, I mean, they were, they, they see, at, this is like when you're 19, 25 seems so old. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were, um, they were really good at, you know, like, taking care of us both on and off the field. Cause especially that was, you know, we weren't living at home with our parents. And yeah. so, you know, even coaching us on like, don't eat garbage because you're a national team player now. And so just, um, yeah, I think they were, uh, I mean, we're, I'm still f- friends with a lot of those gals. Um, and, uh, they, I wouldn't have gotten where I got without sort of their mentorship. So, um, I have my own thoughts on this, but if you're picking out one player who now you'd be like, oh my God, if only that person had been my mentor, it's Megan Rapinoe, obviously oh. for me, but like, yeah. is there one person who you're like, oh man, if that person drove me to the grocery store and we'd like, bonded <laughs> and... yeah, I mean, well, I'm trying to think on one hand, you know, like if, if I had played with Megan Rapinoe, I wouldn't have played because she's better than me. Um, Maybe. Um, who would I have liked to have driven me to the grocery store? Um, yeah, probably Megan Rapino. Carly like, Lloyd's not driving into the grocery no, store. No, no, I feel like she's. I feel sure. like she's all business. Like yeah. she'd be like, you can take the bus. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, Mallory Pugh. I don't even know if she's got a driver's license, no. so we'd maybe like no. scooter somewhere together. Um, I'd scoot somewhere with. Yeah, that'd yeah, be great. yeah. Um, gosh, who else? I don't know. I have to think more about that. Honestly, anyone that on that team that would give me a ride, I would take. Okay. So. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you again, <laughs> yeah. Holly Manti. Uh, we will be back. The next U.S. Uh, women's game is Sunday at 11. But um, I'll be here opening up every day at 11. So thank you so much. Thanks to Surly and thanks, uh, everyone, for, for being here. Thanks. Woo!